1-855-450-5354-321. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's go over here to... I see people on Periscope and on LinkedIn. That's great. Oh, thank you for the help on that. Okay, so let's go over here to the... I was going to start with, uh, just for fun, and I don't know if this will get the right place, but let's start with this one. This is called a mail short on... Your mail doesn't have to be boring, and it's a little, if you ask me, it's like canned footage, but it's its envelopes going through an addresser and going through an automated stamp affixer. I remember when that was new. Thanks for watching. Voom Group, Print Solutions, oops, scroll down, Print Solutions, see that? And uh, I don't know, That's that's the way we sell print. Oh, we can do so much. We have machines. We have nice machines. We can do so much. Okay, so let's go on to other things. Okay. Uh, Hustler publisher Larry Flint dies at age 78. And you think, well, what in the world are you talking about this for? And it's because not only did Ray Schultz, my friend, mention it, but back in the day, my understanding was that Harry Quadracci was working at Krieger uh, in Milwaukee and wasn't happy there and for some reason Larry Flint wasn't happy there either uh, Krieger was I think the only major printer in Milwaukee that had rotogravure Donnelly had it down in uh, Gallatin but um, so Krieger did long runs and my understanding is that that Harry talked with Larry and got a deal basically a letter of intent from Larry Flint uh, that said, I will print with you if you get the equipment. And then Harry Quadracci took that letter of intent to the banks and said, I think I should start a printing company. And oh, by the way, I already have a contract ready to go with Larry for X million pieces a year. And that collateral or whatever, that letter of intent or letter of credit or whatever was enough for the banks to say okay okay Harry give it a go and so Harry and Elizabeth in 1971 founded quad graphics and I believe that it I don't know if they're the biggest any you know now that LSC went bankrupt and I don't know it they 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 were down 29 percent this past fall um and laid off a bunch of workers and closed four plants. But I think Quad, if they're not the biggest, you know, it, it changes. Uh, Kebacor was for a while when they acquired a few people. And Donnelly was for a while. You know, I don't know. I, I lose track of who's the biggest at the moment. And maybe it's just PR. But Quad got started with Larry Flint. And Larry Flint passed away. So I just wanted to say... I guess thank you to Larry for believing in Harry and giving us Quad graphics. Um, we're talking with Quad about this this next article, not the next article. I just want to show you one more article. Somebody asked on a platform called AskMetaFilter.com. No idea, never heard of it before. But they asked, is there a web marketing to direct mail platform? And the questioner said, let's say I search for a product X. I'm retargeted with ads for product X, digital ads, you know, triggered ads. And I get a postcard for product X a week later in my mailbox. 
or a few days, two days later. And he said, is that possible? And this was written at 2 a.m. this morning, I think from France. Um, or somebody said, pardon my French. But anyway, and then the answerer, which was written at 5 a.m., I didn't get to this yet, so I will answer them, said, MailChimp can do postcards if you have the physical address. There's a good point. One of the great points is, if you have shipped to your customers, you have the physical address, very likely, or at least an acceptable one, right? If you don't have that in your CRM, you can't, you know, you can't trigger some kind of mailing. But if you do, and this we did with LS Direct, uh, Brian DeLate, uh, that's somebody I would call, that's what I'm going to tell the answerer, because I've worked with Brian. You know, I've worked with uh, a lot of people that can do this kind of thing, but LS I've worked directly with, and they do an excellent job, and Brian is, you know, is great. Um, but this is a totally wrong answer down in this in this article. <laughs> I can't get it. i got to point the opposite way. There it is, in this article. This is a totally wrong answer, but I want to point out that people are asking the right questions. Can I get a postcard sent right there? That is a great way to move from pure web to web plus mail. That's a great start. And also, um, shopping cart abandonment, a great, great place to start. Mail something. And both of those can be done by triggered retargeted mail. So that's good. Now we're going to get to the meat of today um, now that I've wasted seven minutes. Okay. This is from Gartner Group, and it says why accounts aren't growing and what to do about it. And this is another one that you're going to have to subscribe to WDMA so you can get the full article. It'll be all marked up with my accounts. But they spent three years studying why traditional account management model isn't working. Okay, It actually works against account growth. This is radical stuff. Where are we right now? We're in disappointing account growth, right? Disappointing account growth. And we've got we've got sales leaders reporting a 2.3% increase in the size of their sales team's portfolio, but not in no growth. Existing customers, they say, this is based on a Harvard Business Review article from the 70s, that says existing customers are easier to sell to. Yeah, but that's not exactly the truth. You know, I did a study for Deluxe Check years ago, and we looked at the number of years a customer had been with them and the likelihood of the customer to leave. And that likelihood actually was more closely correlated with the, with the budget for customer support that if they didn't have much in customer support when they cut the when they cut the when they cut the customer service customers left and when they didn't customers stayed and that's an important point that's touched on in this article but it's not the whole story okay in other words it doesn't it isn't nearly as correlated with the customer service as you think but it is co- correlated with bad customer service okay so if the account manager is unable unable is a good one or unwilling to identify growth opportunities 
the entire existing customer growth engine stalls out. Why? Well, there's a couple of responsibilities. There's the farmers who are responsible for cultivating customers, and there's the hunters who are only responsible by to get new customers. Okay. The and what the study finds is is that the the hunters are willing to take uh, a potential client that's that's a little below the their average client they're willing to start with a little guy okay one of the i did a keynote for rr donley back in the 90s i suppose got a standing ovation from 250 of their salespeople, and i said the trick is you want to be nice to the little guys and you want them to grow and that isn't easy when your when your printing presses are completely full okay but that's how i started with Donley. In fact, it's a funnier story. My mother-in-law, you know, when I married my her daughter, uh, my mother-in-law was like, what do you do again? Direct marketing consultant? What the heck is that? Okay, but when I said, a couple of years after we'd been married for a few years and, you know, things are working pretty well, uh, a couple of kids maybe, I said, I'm printing with R.R. Donley. And her eyes lit up. And she said, R.R. Donnelly, downtown in Chicago? I said, yes, ma'am. Well, then she knew that I was going to be able to take care of her daughter. Okay? I was probably a little small for Donnelly at that point. We ended up going to Roto down at Gallatin. That's why I know about it. Uh, and some other signatures in Glasgow. Or maybe that I got that reversed. I always got them mixed up. Great fish fry down there in, in Glasgow. But anyway... Uh, catfish but anyway the the point is is that these guys are willing to take on challenges these guys are challenge averse and here's why because there's a crisscross the more you want to talk about the more you want to talk about change in the customer it, it's scary for clients especially scary for managers and for purchasing agents they're not up for change you know the people who need who are looking for change are the CEO and maybe the CMO maybe the CFO but they're looking for growth right they want to hear from their vendors about growth but that's not what the farmers are doing the farmers are talking about you know we're really helping you we're staying up late we're burning the midnight oil boy we really worked hard I, I'm working with a printer uh, one of the biggest printers in America and they gave me that same story man you know it was almost impossible how we did it that's good but watch this now we'll go down here to the another graph this is an anti-shrinkage system okay and the traditional system says that if we deliver on our commitments if we drive product service if we exceed customer expectations then they'll come to us and they'll say what else do you sell what else can you do for us and that will expand our relationship with the customer and that will drive growth it reminds me of maslow's hierarchy of cognitive or hierarchy of needs and what's the problem with hierarchies what's the problem with maslow it's still taught in business schools it's completely false even the chimpanzees didn't follow it but if you read victor frankel and i'm happy to send you that if you write to me Read Victor Frankl, you'll find out that that no, we're not we're not conditioned 
to, to, to work in that progression. That is not what drives us. That's not what drives the CEO. This is, is like completely false, okay? And here's the proof. Here's what the seller thinks. Okay, if we go and deliver way beyond above expectation, if we, if we as a printer deliver way above what they're looking for, we just, we kill it. Well, they'll stay with us forever. And it's the same thing in modeling. I've killed it and killed it and killed it. I've made this mistake for decades. <laughs> this is why this is so powerful. I personally identify with this, okay? The seller thinks if we deliver above expectation, if we really, really work hard, I can't tell you how many nights and weekends I've spent refining the model, even though the customer didn't look at the model. Did it enhance performance? Probably. I hope so. You know, but the but the cl client didn't have all the pieces in place to really know. But I was out here working, 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 working. And you know what? Service doesn't drive growth. Not that you can have bad service. You boot it a couple times, you might lose the client. Although it's really interesting that you might not, okay? Because here's the likelihood. Low product success and service. Even you don't do very well. You ever wonder why consultants that don't deliver get called back year after year after year? It's because management can say, gee, that was a hard problem. We hired a top consultant and even he couldn't deliver results. Those are the kind of consultants that get asked back. I, I did for one of the bigger business mailers. Uh, I was I helped them with with growth projections and we hit the numbers and it all worked perfectly well. And the next year, the list of consultants you can hire came out from the president and the founder. And one of my friends worked there and he said, how come John isn't on the list? That project he did worked great. And the president said, well, my experience is that most consultants only have one good idea and we already got his. So, so even high customer service doesn't necessarily mean that they'll stay. Okay. But here's the funny part, right? Here's the funny part. The, the, you know, low might hurt you. Likelihood of retaining account. Um, likelihood of growth, zero. There's zero correlation between doing a great job in product service and delivering what you promise in all those below the lines and growing the account. No correlation. No statistically significant relationship. Okay, got that? None. And this is with like 700 purchasing people and buyers and stuff. So this is wasted effort. Wasted effort, the zone of wasted effort. And this is what we all talk about, isn't it? Oh, we did such a great job. Look at this case study. We made them so much money. You know, I had last, last year, 2020, I had 199% incremental lift on a on a on a very statistically valid um, uniques test they're not mailing much they cut their circ on mailing in general and you know they got a, a high power digital guy scary times right so maybe I was wasting a lot of effort okay well here's how you grow this is the interesting part Confidence in the account team. Okay, does your account team have the ability to spot opportunities? Does your account team have the ability to challenge your customers? 
to push them to change because that's what this is about. And in fact, it may scare your account team. They may say, you know, if we push them to change, if we promise things that maybe we can't deliver, that might scare our clients and they won't even want to talk to us anymore and we'll lose the account. You know what? That's not what your competitors are doing. Your competitors are painting rainbows in the sky of all the great things that will happen if they work with if if your clients work with them just change and you will have the gold beyond the dreams of avarice that's what your competitors are telling them okay do they care that they don't even understand what you do or can't deliver it do they care that the results go to garbage i had a mailer that did six million catalogs a year to their customer file and that's what one of their board guys told me. What happened? Why did why did you leave? Because some other vendor was painting the dreams of rainbows about how if you had just one good vendor, things would be better. It would be so much easier for all of your people. Results went to garbage. Did they call me back? No, they don't do that. Okay. This is what drives the growth of your clients. Provided customers with unique critical perspective on improving their businesses. Does your sales team have that ability? doesn't matter. We can help you with that. I know this guy that can paint rainbows and actually deliver, right? Expand your team. Help your sales account managers who've become basically farmers. Help them Open, just open the doors and give your customers. Maybe you've got an e-commerce company that's just doing a little bit of mail. That's the most dangerous spot they can be in because it's easy to vaccinate them for mail. You know what a vaccination is? It's a little bit of a disease that triggers your immune system. That's what a vaccination, at least traditionally, this new one is gene therapy. And God help us. But uh, I don't know anything. This is not medical advice. It's just that this is very different from my understanding. But let's say smallpox, cowpox. I know the story. It's historical. Um, a little bit of something like smallpox triggered the immune response. Okay, and a little bit of mail can do that. It's not direct marketing. It's not a vision for a heuristic marketing system. Okay, but this is what you need to be doing. And the funny part is, this is the best part, is that it is at least as likely, this is not a statistically significant difference, it's at least as likely, rather than like just say, well, we got to sell more to our customers. We got to go out there and tell them, you know, we can do so much more for you. What do you got? <clears throat> Aggressively. That is not the answer. Okay. And just delivering product and service isn't really the answer. Customer improvement. Do you have somebody that can see the opportunities? I've been doing that for decades. Right? So get with the WDMA. Join the WDMA and get world-class account managers to go forward-looking instead of back. Help them out. That's the mission. So have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.